either way, you're gonna get us all killed. The size of that thing. I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Just The Tip Podcast. Your regular host is back. I'm Georgette. I'm back. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the little switcheroo that I did before, but I'm back now. So as always, you can follow me at just underscore Georgette on Twitter and Instagram. I realised I said that wrong last week. I was obviously very rattled. And you can also hashtag JTTPod to get involved in this conversation. And you can also follow the pod at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. And then if anyone wants to hit me up in the emails, you, you've got any questions or you've got any like sexcapades that you just want to share because I love reading that kind of shit get at me at askthetip at gmail.com and yes that is me I am gonna allow my guest to introduce themselves Go hello ahead. what's going on my name is Mels <laughs> do you want me to say a bit about myself <laughs> uh no way I'm gonna say mm, should you yeah go on go on All right. um I, I always find it hard to, <laughs> but I'm essentially an academic, um, an artist, um, a thinker, um, I'm trans-masculine slash non-binary, I'm just out here. Out here, <laughs> I love that, I love that, yeah. okay. So we're gonna do icebreakers. I hope you're ready for these. I don't know. So, <laughs> my first one for you is what is the best thing that you enjoy about sex? The intimacy. Oh, <laughs> oh, straight intimacy. Yeah, what next? Come, I'm ready. What <laughs> intimacy? Do I get to ask it back to you? Are you gonna answer? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. Oh, I didn't actually think about it. What is the best thing that I enjoy about sex? Um. You know what? How like nasty it can be. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. how it's it's just. <laughs> I feel that. Innovation's out of the window, like, do you know what I mean? I feel that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that because I often, like, kind of afterwards, when you're like, right, that was nasty. Like, yeah. whoa, okay, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here with intimacy. <laughs> like, intimacy, I'm I was proper, like, oh. I'm a soft soul in it. I just like, you know, when you can connect with a person on I hear you a though. different level. It's important. It's, it's very important. Right, my next icebreaker for you is what is your special move in sex? <laughs> special move? Yeah. Ah. What is my special move? I, every move I do is special, you know. Sick. <laughs> I, I actually have to step up my game. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't be giving out all my secrets, you get me? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't know if there's there's one that I would already in with the freakiness. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so I, like if I would say mine, my special move. So I have two, right? And if I do this, it's 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 over. It's finished. Like absolutely KO. So one is when I get on top, fair. you're finished. Absolutely finished. And then my second one is um 
when I'm giving head just because I enjoy it. Okay, that's so pretty basic. Much. I thought you were asking for something. But nah, but just like, yeah. So just like anything that I'm like, you're like, I'm sick at this. If I do it, I feel you. It's game over. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Literally that. What was in my mind, yeah, was mm. like, I like, <laughs> I was going to say, I like doing like doggy. Yeah. And then like, Spitting on my farm and like rubbing like the, in the ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I get it. <laughs> but I could have just said head. <laughs> no, it's easy. Oh my gosh. <coughs> and then lastly, would you like a safe word? Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pineapples. Pineapples. Cool. So let's get into this episode. So I thought I would um share the reason why I asked you to join me today um and there's like a number of reasons and I was thinking I don't know like if I told you why I wanted you to come on the pod or like if I was just like hey please come on the pod like like, yeah yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) um but it's more a case of so I was following following you sorry on I think Twitter and then I found your Instagram and then I found your YouTube and I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to like have a conversation. And, and honestly, I was so like, um, what's the word? Like I just got drawn into your journey and I was just like, this is a very important conversation to have. Um, and it's not a conversation that I've had before. And that's only b- because the way that I operate like as a person, I go off of like like people's energy, but I was just like, this is it. Like, this is who I, who like I've been waiting for. I sound really hippy dippy right now, but like <laughs> no, I know what I mean. I feel that shit. Um, yeah, like it just, it, it felt right. So yeah, so that's why I, I asked you to join me and I, I, I feel very honored. Um, I'll be honest though, I was like nervous. Why were you nervous? I don't, ever, like, I don't really ever get nervous. <laughs> but I think the main reason why, like if I'm honest, is because I don't want to say anything wrong because I, I've got this this whole thing of not ever like offending people. Even mm. when I have people that come on the show, like I'm just like, yes, like, this is a very open space. Mm. But I also have like a lot of people that tune in that I want to keep and I don't want them to ever think, well, you know what? Like that was a bit left. So like, I was just like, I I don't want to say anything that could offend or that's just completely like wrong. Um, At the same time, I'm just like, but maybe that needs to happen because it's not coming from a place of malice. Um, It's it's coming from me just wanting to understand. And and I feel like um, if, if people don't hear the wrong things, then they don't know the right thing to say like do you know what I mean I feel you yeah. I feel you nah I appreciate that like if anything is said like I'll, I'll tell you yeah just <laughs> be like okay wrong but yeah it's, it's nice I came to this space knowing yeah. like the world is a place that I navigate where things are going to be said yeah. all the time and so coming into this space like you inviting me yeah like obviously I know that your intentions like are pure and good in it yeah and yeah we'll just have the conversation yeah see you are gone okay sick <laughs> okay cool Whew! all right <laughs> I'm playing <laughs> Um, you introduced yourself in the beginning as trans masculine, mm-hmm. correct? Slash non-binary. Slash non-binary. Yeah. So 
for me that um, understands and has knowledge of what that means, are you able to explain for anyone that's listening that doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So non-binary just basically means that I don't identify as either a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe in the binary as like a useful mechanism to like understand humans as well in general. And I think <clears throat> me as a person, like it's very liberatory to um, define myself outside of that. Um, and transmasculine identifies that as like a kind of a nod to my experience, like being assigned female at birth, yeah. there's certain aspects of the um, female to male transition that like um, I've undergone or I'm undergoing, but it's not, I don't necessarily identify as a trans man. I'm transmasculine in a sense that like it's a trans to a bit being appearing ma more masculine, but at okay. the same set, but at the same time, I feel like within me, like the masculine and feminine are like very balanced, and like I don't ever foresee that changing. Okay, so does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. So then, um, would you always then identify as trans masculine over? trans male yeah yeah because i don't necessarily identify as a male okay cool got it yeah cool um and then the other thing that i wanted to ask from the beginning is um your pronouns yeah what you look at <laughs> look at me look at me you already so, got the right earlier <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so um what you go by yeah my pronouns are they them they them yeah okay so that would be they're on their way yeah give it to them yeah yeah knowledge people what are your pronouns she her she her yeah less i had to think about that like right <laughs> no one's asked before what are my pronouns yes um she and her is what i go by um i identify as a woman um my sexuality i mean i've talked about it before loads but i would say that i'm bi um but i'm very much like i love everybody so I hear that. yeah do you know what i mean I hear that. um like me personally growing up i i always knew that i was attracted to women from like a very young age um but kind of feeling it at a young age and not having the language to know mm -hmm. what that means, it was very confusing. Um, and then also when you're in a space where you're told like, that's bad. So you're just like, hmm, so how do I feel? And and it's something I questioned for a very, very, very long time. Um, <clears throat> and I think I shared it before, but like my first experience with a girl happened when I was very, very young and it was a thing where like, this was a girl that I went to primary school with. And we were just playing like like mums and dads. And it was like, oh, let's kiss and do what mums and dads do. And it just kind of went on yeah. from there. And I think at that age, like it didn't really mean anything. Yeah. But the older that I've got, and like, and I guess through the pod as well, like I was just like, that was your, sign almost mm. um yeah so that's how i identify that those are my pronouns and that's my sexuality in a bubble cool 
Um, so bringing it back to pronouns, do you get um, misgendered? Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, misgendered. Yeah. yeah, I get misgendered all the time. Like, <clears throat> it's especially difficult, I guess, because I identif- like, I'm always going to be misgendered if you're gendering me as a male, if you're gendering me okay. like, yeah, as a woman. In it. And so, like, my life is about getting misgendered. But if you're going to give me one pronoun, I prefer the masculine pronoun than the feminine pronoun okay. at this point in my life. that I've al- I feel like it can always change. Like, I, couldn't, like, I might be at a point where I'm like, okay, I don't care what pronouns you give me, but dysphoria works in like various ways throughout your life and stuff and so having like starting like testosterone and like yeah um having top surgery and stuff has like made me feel like a lot more comfortable in my body um and in my gender that um getting misgendered is less of like a hardship than it was like Mm -hmm. when i was at the start of my transition both i guess because it happens um getting misgendered as feminine happens less than it would than it used to but when it happens i'm not as like oh my god do you know yeah. what I mean? it doesn't hurt me as much it's just like all right but no <laughs> you get me. so then um like how do you manage it like do you correct people um it depends okay. who it is where i am um for the most part i will either just ignore it mm-hmm. like if it's if it's not worth it or if it's someone I'm actually talking to, I'll be like, nah, this is. Yeah. And I've become more confident in doing that because I just, when I first came out, like, I, I couldn't speak. Like, I found it so difficult to tell anyone, like, my pronouns and enforce them. And yeah. I just felt almost embarrassed by it. Like, just almost, like, just, like, being, I felt like I was being ridiculous. I was being stupid for, like, tr- like feeling only comfortable with, like, they, them pronouns. And yeah. it was, it was hard. <laughs> mm, yeah, like, I can't even imagine what what that would would be like because like I guess I I come from a place of privilege in that sense where I haven't ever had to like you know what I mean Mm. um yeah that's a lot um you said something and I was gonna ask you what that meant dysphoria dysphoria yeah yeah just means um discomfort with um like your gender experience okay or like your body um, and like for you, how long have you felt that for? Like to an extent, like my entire life, I guess, because <clears throat> I guess it's just one of them ones where like when you're a kid, you don't really register what this thing is, but it's like, oh, I wish I looked like this or I mm. wish I had this. And like just thinking that it's like, oh, it's like my other wishes, like fairy tale type shit. Um, <laughs> but then as you grow up, and like realize that it's actually an option. Yeah. Because until I realized it was actually an option, did I <clears throat> like take it seriously? It was more, I just felt like I was just, this was just my lot in life. Like I have to live my life in this way and like, I have to navigate in this way. Then I was like, oh, I don't actually have to do it. All right, then why the fuck am I doing, doing it? it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, um, let's talk about your journey then. So if you have, felt like this for the majority like of your life like was there um a pinnacle point like in your life or an age where where I'm like you were just like I can change this or knowing that 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 was a point where like you were gonna explore it more I guess yeah no definitely um but it wasn't necessarily like a good point in my life it was when I was about 22 23 I'm 25 now okay um, and 
I was just in this mad depression. I was going through like a heavy, heavy period of depression. And I realized like my coping mechanism for like dealing with life in general, just like keeping myself super, super busy. That I didn't have to like really think about my feelings and yeah. all of that. But then I worked so hard that I got burnt out. And so I couldn't really do much. And then I had all of these feelings and I was just like, fuck, what is going on? Mm. And like, then I started like meeting people that like were, well, meeting more people that were trans and that kind of stuff. And then I was like, yo, maybe like, this is something that I can explore. And still in depression, 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 mm. started exploring it more and more and more. And yeah, then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let me, let me let's do this. Yeah. And I feel so much better than I did like yeah. back then. And like in general, in my body, like I've never felt this comfortable. It's lit. Mad. <laughs> it's fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Um, in terms of your attraction, um, who have you found yourself attracted to more? I've, I've asked that. In terms of like gender? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was waiting for this one. Yeah, uh, sorry. So <laughs> it's an interesting one as well, actually. So like when I was growing up here, um, I always knew I was attracted to women as well, but I didn't understand it as like, oh, I'm gay. Because I didn't know that could be a thing as well. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I, <clears throat> I'm meant to like boys, like whatever. Like they're all right. So let me just do that. And I've done that until... I was at uni and I met this girl and I was like, oh my God, she's so fine. And then <laughs> I like fell in love with her and I was like, ah oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. And then I started just dating women okay. from that point. And then um, as I like transitioned, like I became more interested in men again. Okay. But like queer and like gay men yeah. or non-binary people. Um, and so now, like, I identify as, like, pansexual. Okay. And, like, everyone in it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Um, so, like, your experiences with men when you were younger, like, how are they, like? Um, <laughs> depends what experience, okay, like. Okay. Yeah, complex, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's always complex. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I would, like, quantify yeah it but it was just kind of like I, it was i was just doing a thing mm. and it was never really fulfilling it was yeah. just like it was more well i'm i'm guessing it was more because that's what society mm. had had kind of told me how to yeah do. yeah definitely that definitely. like oh um as a woman you're supposed to only find Men, men attractive, attractive and you and, and yeah men yeah, yeah exactly exactly but then i remember this one time like i asked my boyfriend in like first year of uni like if i could like peg him but i didn't know what peg it was yeah. i was like yo would you should i get a strap and then he was like absolutely not absolutely <laughs> like, not absolutely not <laughs> but i didn't know i was queer at that mm. point but it all just made so much sense yeah. when i came out and i was just like yo that person that I was back then, it's so different to the person that I am now. now. It feels like we all grew up in like such a transphobic and homophobic society that like it seeps into our minds and like mm. it's within us so much that like 
we don't even allow ourselves to explore ourselves to the fullest. And it says that this whole part of yourself is just like you've kept it completely locked off. And like you're trying to survive on these like little like crumbs of yourself in other parts. And it's just like, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> when, you, when you come out, it's just like, it's freedom, isn't it? Yeah. Like even just coming out to yourself, you don't come out to other people. Like it's just a beautiful thing. Mm. But, yeah. Um... Right, so in terms of your journey, so you came out when you were... Came out, which one? Trans, gay, <laughs> pan. Um, okay, we're going to do each one. So came out as gay when? When I was <clears throat> um, about 19. Okay, came out as pan when? Like... Um, like this year maybe okay <laughs> because before like before i start i only started tea in april innit and like i would i'm not attracted to men on the basis that like my that i was a woman in it i wasn't attracted to men that were attracted to me mm-hmm. as a woman i'm attracted to men that are attracted to me like as like a more masculine okay like person you yeah know? so it made sense that mm-hmm. so but then i so i came out as like just a lesbian when I was 19, but I also knew in my head like I'm not a lesbian, but I don't know why. I don't know how to put words to the thing that I am, but I know that my life isn't going to be what my mum expects it to be. So let me just say that I'm gay. If I say that I'm actually gonna hope that I get a man and I stay with <laughs> You don't wanna like yeah. give her that hope. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I knew that that wasn't the end when I came out as, as gay. I was like, there's gonna, like, this is, what I, this is the language that I have right now yeah. for what's going on, but I know that there's like more that is gonna be explored, but I'm not ready to explore it yet. Yeah, and so that was when I was 19, and I came out as trans when I was about 22, 23. Okay, something like that. Maybe so 23. like, and you're 25. Yeah, so like relatively recently, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like your lifespan, like if you know what I mean. Um, how was that? Which, what, coming out as trans? As trans, yeah. Um, on the one hand, freeing as hell. Like, freeing as fuck. Like, just affirming and just, like, penny dropping. Yeah. Um, and then, but then also having to navigate, like, the very real challenges of, like, accessing trans healthcare, which is, like fucking hard in this country mm. um in most countries um then the very real troubles of like the fucking transphobic society transphobic people in my life mm. all that kind of stuff like it's been hard it's still hard mm. like it's still so fucking hard mm. um so in terms of friends and family um more so like your mum yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the video about her? Yeah, I yeah. cried. Oh, bless you. Yeah, like, honestly. Um, <laughs> and, like, I wanted to get in into that later. Yeah, like, I'm going to hold that. But I, I, I definitely cried. I was just like, uh, fuck. Like, literally. Okay, wait. Yeah. I'm going to save it. All right, cool. <laughs> so, in terms of your transition, mm-hmm. um, you've had top surgery. Yeah, I had top surgery Can about you explain? five, six weeks ago. Weeks ago? Yeah. Oh. I'm still healing. <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, okay, can you explain to people that don't know what that is? Yeah, top surgery is just like the removal of um, like the chest, so like the breast tissue. 
and to like have a flat up your own chest mm-hmm. and then they put your nipples back on and it's all a bit mad. There's different types of top surgery that, that you can get. I got double incision where you get like two incisions. You can get like liposuction type stuff okay. as well if you've got like a small chest, but most people get like the one that I got. Okay. And you did that in the UK? Yeah, I done it in Torquay. Okay. Ever been talky? No. It's kind of lit, you know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is that like on it's the like coast? Devon, yes. Yeah, okay. Cornwall. It's like seaside stuff. <laughs> like, it's like, lit, you know. <laughs> it's nice. It's actually nice. Like, yeah. so I was there for like a week mm-hmm. um, because my surgeon wanted me to stay there while I was like healing. There's like three big surgeons in the UK that most people go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose him because I just felt most comfortable when I went to go and see him for like um, my initial consultation. Yeah. So. And was that private or? Yeah, it was private. I f- crowdfunded for it. Okay. I did People see that came actually. to fuck through. I actually <laughs> People saw came that. to fuck through. Yeah. Damn. So did you um, attempt to do that through the NHS? Like, Yeah, I'm still on the waiting list for the NHS like, to have my first meeting. Like, I think I was referred, like, um, April 20... What year are we in now? Nin- nine, 19. Yeah. I was referred in April 2018. No, in February 2018. So it's been, like, coming up to two years. And you haven't even had, like, a consultation? I haven't, I haven't had a, an initial meeting, no. An initial appointment. So I could be dead. Like, these lot wouldn't Wait, know. what? <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Okay, like I need to get my head around that. So, is that because it's underfunded, and the average waiting time I think is about two, three years for you to have your initial appointment, and then in between your initial appointments and um, like your next appointments, it could mm-hmm. be like another six months to a year. You have to have like two or three appointments before you get referred to top surgery, and then you got to wait for top surgery. Like, <laughs> honestly, these people like. Is it just a case where um, in the health service, the knowledge isn't there? Um, I think it's more intentional than that. I think it's a very, like, it's a we live in a very transphobic climate, innit? And I think that this is just a product of transphobia. Like, people don't believe trans people. People don't, like, respect trans people. Mm-hmm. Pe- people think that everyone's going to detransition. And to be honest, if some people detransition, let them detransition. Like, why is it that deep? Why can't people change their minds? But at the end of the day, there's, like, this whole community of people that need this healthcare to survive. Like, trans people have, like, some of the highest suicide rates, yeah. like, out of any like anyone. Like... I think I read something that's about like 50% of like trans people like attempt suicide mm. in their life. And it's just, and like living it, it's like, of course we do. Like <laughs> how are we meant to survive in this society? Like it's mm. so fucking hard and like surviving and then not even being able to have access to the things that we need Indeed. to feel comfortable in ourselves, mm. let alone in the outside world. It's mm. mad. So like maybe it's um, more of a fear um as well of like you said like um someone changing their mind mm. um which i guess if i was a health professional to a degree i can understand that mm. um in terms of thinking like this this could change like a person's life like you know what i mean and i guess for them they're thinking i want to be sure but at the same time i'm like if 
someone has gone through this point to say this is what I want, yeah. I'm sure that they're sure. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for real, for um, real. It's I very heard like complex. the people that detransition is like less than one percent, like not point science, science like minuscule. Yeah like that and like they're making it in this into this whole movement this thing, yeah. and it's just a trans another transphobic thing it's just like okay you've like you made that wrong decision but why are you like projecting your bad decisions onto, onto the rest of yeah. the fucking world yeah, yeah yeah like keep that to yourself yeah. like and live a happy life let mm -hmm. other people live a happy life mm -hmm. like, it's mad um okay and then are you on hormone What's it called? Hormone, Hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. yeah, today is actually my six months on T day. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so six month birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what does that um entail? Like what do the like are they tablets? No. Nah. Um so initially I was getting an injection. Okay. And then I switched to a daily like gel, which is like an alcohol gel. So it's like you know like hand sanitizer, it's that kind of like consistency. Okay. Like I like put one squirt each day on like my shoulder. And that's it. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Wait, wait. Uh, okay, so it, initially it was an, an injection. Which was get... giving you um, testosterone. Yeah, that I get like once a month. Okay. And then th the gel, mm -hmm. what is that? So it's just like a pump. And I just pump it and then I just... You just put it on? Put it but on. But like, what's in the gel? It's testosterone. Same testosterone. Wow. But I just pump it each day and yeah, it just um, dissolves into my arm. Then I cream and go. <laughs> cream and go. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then um, I'm guessing you've seen like the difference over time. Yeah. 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 Like my voice was not this deep okay. <laughs> before. Um, like facial hair, hair yeah. and other parts of the self that <laughs> wasn't there before. <laughs> that was not there before. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Like, a moustache. Like yeah, I think my face has gotten like more, like you know, cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my body smell is changing as well, which. Really? It's a bit hit or miss for me at the moment, but I feel like it's it's in a transitionary period, so yeah. I'm just, I'm gonna give it some time mm -hmm. for it for it to settle down and that. But yeah, and like you just sweat a bit more, you get more hungry, more horny, things grow. <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, I don't. Things grow in it. You get me. You got a ting and it grows. <laughs> Let me sip my magnum. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, I need you to like say it because I don't uh, like, I I don't uh, want to assume, so I don't want anyone else to be like. Uh, what do you think I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't like that question. Uh, what do you think um, I'm saying? <laughs> Why am I shy? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? This is my podcast. Uh, so, um,. dick <laughs> no how come i wrong like do you know yeah people call it a tea dick so basically what is known as the clitoris grows like a couple inches when you start testosterone like and then okay yeah it becomes like a little thing yeah it's quite it's quite it's not it's not like it's not like a dick but yeah. like it's it grows and then like it gets hard 
when you're like aroused. Yeah. Like cause obviously clitoris gets up. Yeah, like, you can yeah, see yeah. It. You can see it. Does it um can you keep growing it or um it it can only grow a certain amount with uh, okay. testosterone. Then you can get like lower surgery to like extend it. Would you consider that as well? At this point I don't really want it. Yeah. Um but mostly not because I don't have like bottom dysphoria, but mostly because of like how advanced the um, sci- science is in it. It's not. I don't think it's that advanced personally. What do they do? Like, can I, yeah, like um, you can get something called metoidioplasty or phalloplasty, to my understanding. Yeah. Phalloplasty is like the more common one, I think, where they take like skin from your forearm mm-hmm. or from like the top of your leg if you've got like um, a lot of muscle on your leg. Um, and then they craft it into a phallus. Um, it's done in a lot of different, I think it's done in about two or three stages. Um, they put the, they put it on and then you get have to get like urethral lengthening for for you to be able to pee out of it. Yeah. Then wow. like, yeah, there's that. It's a lot, yeah, it's a okay, lot, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a um, lot. And it's difficult to find a lot of information about, but like from results that I've seen and just from like knowing how much it takes and knowing that there is the possibility of you losing all sensation down there. Me, I'll die. What? <laughs> you left that until last. I'll pass. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen often, but the possibility is it's, there. Yeah, it's there. So, no. Absolutely not. That's one of the main reasons why I will not piss my clip. Hell uh, no. Th- <laughs> Hell no. I had a friend that did it and I said, you know what? That's one area. I'm not playing with it because did- it's a very magical place. And there's absolutely no way. Was theirs all right? Yeah. Okay. But I was good. like, like the way I think, I'll be the person that does it. And then they're like, oh, your clip fell off. Oh ah, my God, we're so sorry. sorry. So I'm just like, ah. no, it's fine. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. It's good. Uh, oh man. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about the video. So you put out a video. This was quite recently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a couple of weeks ago. Um, of a video that you sent to your mum when you came out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, right, I didn't know what to expect when I was playing it, and I didn't know how I would feel like in an emotional sense. I didn't actually expect to cry. Um, but what honestly did it for me? Um, was when you had apologized. And it was in that moment, I was just like, I don't think I've ever had to apologize for being me. Um, And to to think that you apologized to your mum for being you and being like openly you as well, do you know what I mean? And and almost like being like, I'm living in, in my truth this is who I am. And I'm I'm a big advocate of people living their truth because a lot of people struggle with that. And I completely understand. I've done that before. So I completely get it. But to have to apologize for being like, I'm living my truth and this is who I am. Like, mm. it honestly, it, it touched me a lot. And I just thought people need to see that. And people, um, need to kind of gain some understanding and drop the ignorance a bit because uh, it, and like it's like you said like you, you wouldn't have asked for this like 
no one would ask to feel how they feel about themselves and think, what do I do? Who, who like, who am I? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, why did you choose to do it by video? I was shook. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared as fuck. Like, when I came out as a lesbian, like, I said it to her face to face. Okay. And, but I said it to her when I was about to go back to uni. So I was at uni in Leeds. Mm-hmm. And like, I said it to her. And then, like, I went and got the train, like, pretty soon afterwards. But with this one... I was like, I can't, I, I don't have it in me to like say it to her, to her face. Mm-hmm. And like, it's something that she had been asking for like a couple months, like prior to when okay. like I came out to her because like she could tell that I was like presenting a bit more masculine and like, you know, when you, like, they just know sometimes, know, innit? Yeah. And so <clears throat> I was like, I can't like do this to her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, do you know what, let me make this video and send it to her, knowing that I'm not going home for a while and like give her that time to process it yeah. and see like what her like response is gonna be. And so when I sent it, I was like, oh, I was just, fuck is just like, just scared, innit? And then when I did end up going home, like obviously she wasn't happy about it and like she had told my brother without like me knowing that my oh. brother was the worst of it to be honest i know none of them are gonna listen to this i'm a, i can just say yeah. but i think she had called him over to like get Is me to older? change my mind yeah he's older he's like five years older than me okay um yeah called called him over to get me to change my mind and like he was just saying some like really like horrible stuff to me that he knew would like cut me in order like telling me that I'm a per- I'm a person that likes to be liked and like this is a thing that's gonna make people not like me. So like, why am I gonna do this? And just like, it's wow. like, it was just saying like, just anything that he could in order mm-hmm. to try and get me to change my mind. And I was like, you lot are all mad. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, Everyone's I'm, mad. Everyone is Everyone's mad. mad. I say this daily. For real. Everyone is mad. I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna change. Like this, this is me in it. And so, I just went back to uni and just hid out for a bit longer. And then it came to a point where I had to, I like, because I was so depressed, I and because my supervisors weren't like the ones that I needed, mm-hmm. I was starting my PhD, but I was like, I need to take a break from this. So then I was moving back home and I was so scared to move back to my mum's yeah. in it and just be like, not knowing how she's going to deal with it and stuff. But I think by that point, she had come to an understanding that if I didn't need to do this, I wouldn't be doing this because she's seeing all these like trans people like living such hard lives and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And she's like, regardless that like, you're my child, like I'm gonna support you, all of this kind of stuff. Um, so she's been on her own journey. Like she's been on a mad journey. Like she was not happy to begin with. And she's having to deal with the community as well yeah. because like from where she was when I first came out to where she is now, like two completely different places. Mm. And like she's centering like my happiness so much, like that like, I almost can't even believe it. And centering like just my peace and the fact that I'm her child and like I'm her baby as well. So, she's like, <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> she's like, no, what? Like she, she'll ride for me in it, and she's really showing me that. But she's having to constantly deal with like the Ghanaian community telling her that she shouldn't be doing things to me like that. I had a birthday party at my house for my 25th mm-hmm. and one of her friends was like, 
if I was you, like I wouldn't let them have a house party at my, at my house. Like you're supporting them in this like nonsense. It's your like, birthday. My whole birthday. My whole fucking like, 25th we're birthday. Celebrating <laughs> your life. Literally. And she was at my fucking house on my birthday and said that to my mom. I was like, your friends are mad. <laughs> are absolutely crazy. But she's just struggling to do with all of that kind of stuff. And like I think she wants to meet like other parents of like trans people okay. and that kind of stuff. But it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a very difficult one. But she's doing her best. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate her so much. Yeah. She came with me to Torquay to get my top surgery so and things, sick. man. She she's got my back hard. That is sick because like I've I've um I've read and I've heard um where people have had a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um and people can often like literally lose family. Mm-hmm. Um so the fact that your mum is there for you, like it's a big like it's a very big deal. Massive. Um, it's massive. Yeah. And like when I sent her that video, like I had, I had no idea how she was gonna respond. I was like, I could be sending this, and she could tell me that she never wants to see me again. Like, I didn't think she would do that, but at the same time, I was like, anything could happen. Like literally anything could happen because I know how she feels about. Like she doesn't want any of her children to be trapped. Like no Ghanaian parent that I know <laughs> wants that. And so I was like, anything could happen, but mm. this is something I need to do. Did she um, did she reply like at the time? Or I don't think so. You know, yeah. I don't think so. I think mm. I just had a few sleepless nights, and then <laughs> I think I spoke to her on the phone yeah. a little while after, and she just didn't want to speak about it really. Yeah. And she's like, I'll speak to you when I get home, and then when you get home, and then we spoke about it. And yeah, was it um similar to when you had initially come out? As being a lesbian, or um, when I come out of being a lesbian, she said a few like cutting comments that she knew would hurt me, mm-hmm. but then it was kind of like whatever. Okay, <laughs> it was just like I think because she knew that as well, yeah. <laughs> she knew I was a lesbian. But I think it was less of an issue. Yeah. Um, because even when I was trans, when I came out as trans, she was like the lesbian thing. That was enough. <laughs> Don't you want to just be a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> Why African parents so dramatic? <laughs> oh, you want me to die? <laughs> Literally. Oh my god. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, So but go. I, I, I can't even like to a degree, a small degree, I can't blame them because they've grown up in a very, very different time. Mm. Um so I can imagine to them this can be like very new and just like yeah, scary yeah like i blame the white man like <laughs> colonization it fucked us all up you think we was doing up gender in the same way we do it now mm. pre-colonial times like absolutely not and just like this fear as well comes from being in like a western society and like having to uphold like the traditions and norms that Western society has like imposed on like our countries and on our people and on our minds, like trying to fit so much in and assimilate to this society. You don't want to be anything that this society doesn't like. And you're already black. They don't like you because of that. And so you're going to now add things on for them to not like you. Mm. It just, it's counterintuitive, Mm. but it's like people got to be themselves. And then like, how were your friends? Like, like, did you lose friends? Um, Or... I don't think so. 
Okay, I've forgotten about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, most of my friends were like really understanding and supportive. Um, some friends, like, I w- wanted to, I think, I don't know, it's a difficult one, yeah, because there's being like verbally supportive and just like being like, yeah, I get you, da, da, yeah. da. but then there's actually understanding you yeah. and actually like supporting you in a way that you need to be supported and like seeing you in your fullness. And the friends that I've lost, I would say it was because of that, not necessarily because they were like, I don't like it because you're trans. It's more, they didn't see me in my fullness and that led to other arguments and different things and situations. And then those friends, I don't need them in my yeah. life no more. But most friends were like, even the friends that, because most of my friends are like from uni and like have a specific like understanding of, of the world yeah. because of the uni that I went to. But even friends from like home, even though I didn't get it, like they're as supportive as they can be. Good. That's really good. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I feel like even in, in every aspect of life, you, you need those friends that are going to, support you and are going to get it mm. um because so for um example i can have days where my mood is really low um and my go-to is to just cut off so mm. i'll turn my phone off no one can honestly like reach me um and for me it's having people that will be like a just let us know that you're good mm. um and be when you're ready to kind of resurface we're here mm. um and it's it's not everyone that that can understand that you can just have times of being very very low mm. and know what to do yeah in that moment or even care to know what yeah. to do in that moment yeah, yeah yeah because um i've had friends who understandably because of the care that, that they have will be like okay well like like how can I make it better and and instantly want to like fix it like mm. then in there and I'm like you don't understand that that's adding to me already being like I need to fix this myself like mm. I want to actually feel better like nobody wants to just have a low mood it's it's very very long yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's very long Absolutely. like no one wants to just be down but being like okay well let's just do something that's gonna cheer you up and I'm just like nothing right now can Mm. cheer me up um so I I definitely have an understanding of what it's like to have people that like don't just do um what's the term uh lip service Mm. where they're like yeah man I've got you cool 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 but then when it's time to actually have me you're like oh you know what yeah (laughs) oh I can't because of xyz oh my god like Georgette it's fine. I don't worry about it. I'm just mm. like, okay, because that, that's what I need to be told. Mm. I had uh, friends that made it about them. Like, that's not even going to it. But okay. <laughs> people are mad, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I was actually having a conversation with my friend about this this morning. I'm going to print it on a t-shirt. Yeah, Everyone's I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is absolutely mad. How are things with your mum now? Or like... Things are good. Things are great. Like, um, we have a really good relationship. And, like, yeah, I don't love anyone in this world more than I love her. And a lot of times I feel like because because it's so hard to be trans, like, there's periods I get super, super low. And just in those low moments, knowing that my mum wants me alive, that my mum cares about me, that my mum loves me, 
like it proper yeah. keeps me here so much so yeah mm-hmm. it's lit and like um in terms of like community support like how is that both for you and for your mum as well like that like has she almost been able to find like a group if you would yeah or... she wants to but she hasn't okay yeah and i'm looking for things but i don't really think there's much out there out here. maybe i need to start a group for her yeah um you'd be that. surprised how many people would be like oh my gosh like yeah. i needed this because like i don't really know um what's out there for trans people mm. um and i don't know if it's a case of it's just like like hidden like if you would because people don't want to overly put that out there because you kind of open up yourself to abuse mm. um or whether it's it's just not there like in my mind i feel like things like this would be more available in america but i but i also think that's just because of like the certain shows that I watch or yeah. think... America's a big place, isn't it? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that that's very true. That is very true. I don't know if there's any like black trans parents clubs anywhere. Maybe mm. I'll do some research. Yeah, no, you should. Or maybe like even start one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in England, so maybe that's the thing. Damn. <laughs> maybe that is the thing. That's mad. Um and then like how about things with your brother? Um, we're just acquaintances, you know. <laughs> we exist in the same world. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, there's a podcast that I, I listen to and um, the female host is a lesbian. And um, for the first time, she spoke about the relationship with her dad. Never ever done it before, and also like it's it's not that kind of show where they kind of delve into their personal lives. Um, and she had basically said how her and her dad they no longer have a relationship because of a lot of things that have happened in her past that she had tried to address with him. Um, and he was very much like, I don't want to hear it. Like I'm your dad. Like what I say goes. Blah blah blah. Um, and I think her identity and sexuality played like a massive part in that um and so she just yeah like just just opened up about it and I was just like it's like it's just mad because in my mind yeah like I'm just like once you have a kid that's it for life like they are yours for life like you can't you can't predict you can't dictate how that child is going to be which is why if I ever hear like homophobic or transphobic comments from people, I'm like, you know that you haven't had your child yet. Like mm. you you actually have no idea how your child is gonna be. Mm. Um so I find it really, really crazy. Um I don't know. I don't know. I just went off on a ramble. <laughs> but nah, I fool you. It's mad. It's mad. People love hatred too much. Like, it's, it's really disgusting. Yeah. Well, we move. <laughs> we move, 100%. Um, <clears throat> how do you um, go about keeping yourself safe? Like, are you ever worried when you're out? Or, like, have you ever been in negative situations where just, like, random people are just the worst? Mm-hmm. 
In terms of keep myself safe, I guess having to use like men's, well, not ha- in spaces that there's like either men or women's toilets and like feeling sometimes I have to okay. use a men's toilets. I hate that, fucking hate it. I think it's just disgusting. I just don't like being in that space with, with them and there. And it's just like, there's always just like one cubicle as well. And it's all just like, I don't know. There's just something about that that I really haven't taken to and won't take to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why there needs to be more non-binary toilets. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I guess, I don't think I've had like, I've had experiences where like going into a building and like I was going to like this trans conference and um like the security guard was like um misgendering me and I was like, oh no, these are actually my pronouns and they're like, oh no, I see you as a woman, so I'm gonna call you a woman, da 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 da. And then obviously I had to take it everything. Wait, wait, hold on. This was the security guard at a trans conference. At the conference. It was at UCL. And so it was like a UCL security guard. But I was yeah. literally at the door of the conference, and that's what my man's saying to me. Honestly, I went to die. <laughs> I went to do a lot of things in that in that space, but I don't know. It's just like when you least expect it, like having that onslaught is just like the fuck, like mm. the actual fuck. But I guess because I'm transmasking as well, though, like I don't experience as much like um, street harassment as okay. like trans feminine people and trans women would experience. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time, the greatest danger to me is probably myself mm. and just like my own like thoughts and the way that's like, the things that I internalize from society and just feeling like invisible and just feeling misunderstood all, all the time because there's not many people out there like me. Um, and like even with in like the suicide rates that like trans masculine people have like the highest suicide the highest, rates out yeah. of like the entire LGBT um, like community, and I feel like we're the biggest caught like yeah danger to ourselves in it. Mm, that's wild. I still can't get over the um, security guard because yeah, like, people like, are mad. I feel like and black security guards sometimes think they can talk to black people anyhow they want as well. And then it's 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 fine. It's like babes, I'm not the one. I'm <laughs> babes. not the one. But like, like I feel like with with that though, people would have been briefed, right? Like I've, I've you would ex- you would expect that, but people are creating like trans bases and not making them like safer than like like literally the my man on the door. Like I was I was meant to be speaking at a conference as well. I withdrew my labor. I was like, nah. Oh wow. You like, ain't getting none of me. It was just, oh. but most of the time when you go into trans spaces, it's either just like hella white or just like you experience transphobia anyway. I um, I went to a sex positive event. Um, this would have been like two weeks ago now. Um, and I really enjoy going into them. However, the thing that I don't like is being the only black woman. Hmm. And I went in and I was just like, this is so white. Um, but I'm like, you know what? It's a good space to be in, blah, blah, blah. So like, all right, just see how it goes. It might be great, blah, blah, blah. And then the panel members came out and the panel members were all white. And I was just like, it's long. So you can find one black woman yeah. to come and talk about like sexual pleasure. Like you, you couldn't find one. And it baffled me because I, I, I knew quite a few of the women on the panel 
and I knew that they knew black women mm. that are very like into the scene. And I just thought, hmm, okay. And um, there was a comment that was made. So they were talking about, um, oh fuck. They were talking about porn and how they felt porn is very, very damaging. I get it, but I have a very different opinion on porn because of the way that I choose to receive porn. Um, and they were saying, oh, it's really damaging and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the women was like, oh, because like, you know, there's so much to porn than big black cock. And it's like, hmm? <laughs> she, she said it. Uh. And I was just like, what? Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the context or mm. why she felt that was the right the to reference say. Yeah. to say in terms of like the bad sides of porn. And I was just like, oh, Jajet, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And the only other black chick was sat next to me, and we both like gave each other like like that look, like mm, bitch, that fuck. yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck. And I was like, okay, cool. So as soon as like they finished, I, I turned to her and I was like, I need you to explain to me because I don't understand. And I couldn't understand how in a space that is meant to be so positive, you could still say something really, really negative. Mm. And I feel like black people as it is have had to deal with being like sexualized and fetishized. Fetishized, yeah. That's the word for so long and you're in a sex positive space and then yeah, you do the same, the same thing. Yeah. And I was just like, Scrat. I don't understand. Like I, like I know that, that there are black spaces out there. Um, I know that there are, and I had one like myself, but I just wish that, that there were more. So for you as someone who's part of the trans community mm. is it like a similar thing where it's like very white and oh, then the trans you. community is so white so white like so 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 white most trans events that i go to are just like full of white people it's one of them things isn't it mm. because i feel and like, like even do you know go on. um even in terms of like being able to buy like trans related like how do i even put it so have you heard of a packer before no okay um, <laughs> uh, so a packer, yeah, is like a flaccid penis that made out of plastic, that made out of silicone or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like trans masculine people or trans men, <clears throat> or non-binary people, like um, use it to like alleviate dysphoria. And in this country, when I tell you, you cannot find a packer darker than that chair, which is like sand. Like, <laughs> in this whole country, this whole England, impossible. Like, pretty much impossible. It's it's my, the, only, the packer that I got, I had to get it from New York when I was there last time. And then I think I put it on the radio sign and it melted. I'm going to New York next week, so I'm going to get another <laughs> Like, honestly, you can't find it nowhere. And the same with, like, prosthetics. Like, prosthetics are what, like, trans people call, like, straps. Yeah. Um, it's equally extremely difficult to find a dark skin prosthetic um, to like use, and so it's more likely that you can get it from abroad. Over the past year, that it has increased, like yeah. being able to find them. But before this last year, like I couldn't find none anywhere. 
and the ones that I did find were like nine inch big black cock. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm not trying to kill anyone out here. <laughs> 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 uh, and that's just how white the trans community is. Like, <laughs> we're not being serviced. At all. Not considered, not included. Mm-hmm. And even that like in itself, yeah, can also add, well, it's very, very, um, very damaging mm-hmm. to have dysphoria, yeah, mm-hmm. and then want to have what's it called, a pack, a packer, packer, yeah, and the only one that you can get is, is a white, white one. I had to buy a white one. I was like, maybe I can paint it brown. <laughs> can I go no, like, you this, didn't try and this paint this it. This can't be painted. <laughs> <laughs> I even bought brown paint at the same time. I bought the two things from Amazon. I was was desperate. (laughs) You tried to paint it? I wanted to, but then when I saw it, I was like, this can't be painted. (laughs) So I just just left it. Do better. That's what always confuses me because I'm like, this is meant to be such an inclusive space. Mm. Like, how do you tick everything else but that? Yeah. Nah, I fool you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I also wanted to talk to you about um, the always debate that I'm really tired of seeing mm. now. I'm very, 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 very tired of it. So if um, anybody listening hasn't seen it, I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but basically, always the sanitary company product, they have taken off the female symbol from their packaging and it's just kind of caused uproar fake uproar Mm. i'm gonna say fake uproar and um so when i first like heard about it um it was on twitter which is probably not the best place to get news because twitter's a pile of shit um but i was like all right cool let me read up on it so i read some articles blah blah honestly i was just like where was the symbol in the first place? I, I yeah. personally <laughs> have never, ever noticed it. No, yeah. I've no. never, ever noticed it. And this is someone that has been using pads specifically always. <laughs> specifically always since I started my period when I was about pff, 11. And I've never, ever noticed it. So much so, yeah, that I actually went to go and find my products last night. And I was like, where is it? Um, no. <laughs> Did so, you find it? No, Mad. but that could be because I have a packet that's already been removed. But honestly, I was just like, I don't get it. So when I first read about why why this decision was made, um, I'll be honest, I, I felt like two ways about it. Part of me was just like, I don't care because I'm just like, as long as I can still use a pad when I have a period, I literally don't give a shit because... <laughs> I don't, care. <laughs> I don't care if you change the name to from always to never. Like I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't care. Let me be able uh, to use a product. Um, and then, yeah. So in that sense, I was just like, you know what? I don't really give a shit. Um, and then I was just like, um, how can I put it now? I was a bit like, why are people so upset by this but then I was also like why don't people understand because 
there was a lot of this whole men don't have like periods and I was just like you're not using your brain <laughs> or, or maybe I wasn't but it wasn't for trans women mm. because why would you need it mm. so am I right in saying that this is obviously for trans men that haven't had the therapy to have the periods stop mm. right so I was just like yeah it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Why, why someone would feel a bit... And non-binary people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. It's almost like another... Um, like a reminder almost. Mm. Um, yeah. And so it could be seen as quite triggering. Mm. Um, but then even that, like I was just like, but sh- surely the period itself would be very triggering, very triggering as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, no, the period itself would be triggering, but then why do you need to be triggered again, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's But true. do you know what? Yeah, I think it's just, any, everyone just wants war with trans people, innit? They just want war. Anything that sounds like it's been done in the benefit of trans people, people want to come and fight us. And people are always out to get trans women as well, because to a lot of people, that's the only trans experience that, like, exists. Yeah, yeah. And so when people see something like that, they're immediately like, ah. Oh, what these trans women doing and people are trying to come and fight them but it's like it's actually not about trans women this is about like trans masculine people trans men and like non-binary people that don't want to see that symbol but i don't know i always just think this type shit is just like ah i don't know i've seen like trans men like um thanking always for like removing a thing but i just don't believe in any of this kind of brand type shit like i just think that like i've read something else about how always were um like send like really shit products to like countries in africa and Mm -hmm. like have like people having all kinds of like rashes and yeah and whatnot it's just like even whether they remove the symbol or not like they're gonna be probably doing harm in some other way shape or form and so if we're we need to hold them account for all of these things and also just the general public, just stop fighting us. Just just let it be. Like I'm not not gonna glorify them for it. I'm gonna be like, all right, cool, you done that, cool. Yeah. All right, what are we gonna do next? You get me? Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna ask like how how you felt about it when you first heard about it. Like was it like I a was win like, I, or was I it? I was just... like, I don't see that as a win. I, I was like, I couldn't fucking get less, like Obviously, for some people, like, that would be a massive trigger. I personally never looked at it. Like, I'm more, I am personally more concerned about, like, what's happening in my body. Like, yeah. fuck this. But I was like, one, they're probably doing it for, like, exposure, etc. And two, this is just going to be another fight that we're going to have to go through. I'm just going to have to see so much transphobia on my tea. I'm going to have to hear so much bullshit from so many people. Like, I would have preferred, like, if they're doing it, just do it in quiet and mm. keep it fucking moving. But... Nah, everyone wants to publicise what they're doing, wants to do whatever. So it's just, it's just like, hard. Um, do you still have periods? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Unfortunately. I've been on, I've been on hormone replacement therapy for six months. They should have stopped three months ago, but I still have them. Oh, it's damn. Good. I know. It's it's hard out here. <laughs> it's fucking hard out here. Like, it's the worst thing ever. I have them, but I hate them. So. Fucks me up. Okay. But my hormone levels weren't right to begin. Like I'm still trying to get them right. So, so um, is there a time scale of when it will stop? 
it should have stopped three months ago, innit? Okay. So okay, it just needs to... My endocrinologist, who's the person that does hormones, um, sent, like, stuff to my doctor about other medication that can go on to get them to stop. So I might go on that other medication, okay. but just seeing how it goes, really. Yeah. And, like, like how is that, having a, a, a period? Fucking worst thing ever. Mm. Especially having a period on hormones, because, like when it's coming it feels like my whole body is just fighting each other like everything in my body is just like just just warring each other and like my emotions are all the way out of whack because like tea already makes your emotions go out of whack and then you put a period on top of it i'm crazy fam like i don't know what life is like it's fucking long and like generally i have had like really bad periods in the past and like have like pmdd and it's just like it's just like it's just like my body it's like come on yeah, it's, it's too much it's too yeah. much it's too much and it's just triggering as fuck it's mm. just like i don't want this yeah no for real um and then another thing um that i guess i was more concerned about in this whole like always debate um a is just the amount of transphobia that i've seen um it was like it was actually shocking um because i was just like you can still use a a, a tampon or a pad like this this now Literally. doesn't stop you from <laughs> using it like you're still gonna need it in give or take it's so true. 28 days within your cycle at some point you're still gonna use it mm-hmm. i currently need it because i'm on my period and it's and it's long. Um, but then, like, I was just like, let's not forget that that period poverty is a thing, mm-hmm. that there are people that need it and don't have the means to it mm-hmm. because they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I don't ever want us to kind of get, like, caught up in the outrage and think the fact that you could probably spend about 20-odd pounds to have, just have what you need for your mm-hmm. period is wild. Even for <coughs> me as... It someone is. that's earning and I'm independently I'm yeah I'm independently earning and there are like kids who come from a very low income background and the only time that they can get their pads is when they're in school because mm. brethren when I was at primary school their man were charging 15p per pad not even they didn't even have wings like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> they charged for them in primary school in primary school it was free in my school but it was like a brick (laughs) it was so thick and again it didn't have wings and i've I've been brought up on wings like my mum was like (laughs) uses so i've always used wings if i've ever gone anywhere or i've bought a packet accidentally and it doesn't have wings i'm livid i'm like this shit isn't gonna stay in place i'm just like what the hell is this but 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 even that the idea of a school benefiting from that mm. like spinning spinning it's it's just it's insane and um i did an episode um a few months back and it was literally about periods what everybody goes through and hearing the women that were here hearing their stories i was just like this is mad and again we talked about the cost of them the fact that the government was taxing mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget what the actual issue is. The government was taxing on them because they're deemed as a luxury item. Mm-hmm. Periods are not luxury. Periods are absolutely um, not 
luxury. So for you <laughs> to put less luxury than a fucking period. So <laughs> for you to put tax on that, mm-hmm. like, do you tax condoms the same way that you tax pads? Like, I don't want to get like on my soapbox, but I'm so close. Uh, like, I, I am. I'm up for everybody having an opinion. I am not going to tell people how to feel or what to think and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, if you're listening to this, I would like to think that you're a bit progressive in your thinking because you're very aware of what this podcast is about. And if and if this is your first time listening, it's an open door for everybody. <laughs> um, but I, I really just don't want people to kind of get caught up in the hate. Like there is enough hate in the world as it is coming from mm-hmm. absolutely every single angle for us to kind of be fighting about something that to me doesn't matter because you still need the product. Mm. Um, and it's like I was reading um, um, an, an article on it. And then when I was having a look at the comments, you had these people like, oh, like, this is just um, another way to erase women. And I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I was like, am I missing something? Like, am I, like, am I not getting it? Mm. But I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm very open to other people's ways of thinking. So I got it. But I was also like, how is this erasing, like, the voice of women? And then that's also like this thing of, people not considering trans women as women. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's wild. People are just, people just want to fight. They just want to fight. Mm. And they're so concerned with protecting this idea of what womanhood is, which is very much based on a cis white woman's idea of needing to be protected from these horrible, like, like heinous black, men Mm. and that's the type of womanhood that is being protected when we talk about trans women and trans lives and people being transphobic it's it's fucked it's fucked we need to really challenge the concept of womanhood that's like perpetuated in like public spaces because Mm. it's so narrow and so harmful Mm. um what's like one change that you would like in the black community specifically in the black community yeah. yeah um what with regards to like <laughs> yeah um so <laughs> in regards to people's understanding of the trans community in regards to people's understanding of sexuality because i think even mm. that we i think we're a bit further than what we were but we still need work. Yeah. Um, but I'm not someone that has to like go through that battle every day. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, so f- for you, like what, yeah, like what do you feel? Um, I guess for me, it'd probably just be more education about um, like who we truly are outside of colonization, outside of Christianity outside of like the things that were like imported to like our homelands in it and like uncovering concepts of gender that existed prior to like the white man like i read things like in certain parts of ghana they would 
they wouldn't give a child like a gender until they were like 13. And oh, like, wow. there's loads of there's loads of different stories about how gender operated in lots of different um, tribes and in lots of different kingdoms around like Africa that mm-hmm. is just completely different to how it operates in it's like far less rigid and far less like biological because science biology in that sense is a very western product Mm -hmm. and even and i don't necessarily believe in western science in a way that a lot of people believe in western science in it i think there's so many other ways of like knowing truth and all of that and i think uncovering those other ways of knowing truth and like just existing and all of that type shit i think that's just change i don't want to see like where have you been able to kind of get your knowledge and, and understanding from just um it varies like articles online sometimes um different books that i've read like at the moment i'm reading a book called queering the um queering black atlantic religions so it's about three different um like black religions so like voodoo condomble and one that I've always forget the name of, but yeah. um, it's like a Afro-Cuban religion. And looking at like the queerness in those um, types of religions and like complications of gender and that mm. kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, just reading different things about blackness and about pre-colonial times. So I'm really interested in decolonization anyways. And so anything I can find about decolonizing gender, oh, my yeah. shit. Um, do you do talks and stuff like or yeah you do i do do talks where or like um, yeah like most of the time i do talks at like universities or like in community spaces that are like put on by like um, oh yeah um i saw that your uni had renamed um, <laughs> yeah they keep <laughs> yeah was it um a building after you or, yeah, yeah 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 that's very sick I've done a lot of, when I was at that uni, I've done a lot of work around like decolonizing around why is my curriculum white? Just about bringing back blackness to campus, like trying to support black students as much as possible and just like holding things that actually like, hopefully like transformative and like empowering and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, the students chose to name the building after me for Black History Month. That's very sick. Mad cute, mad cute. So yeah, sorry, so um, the talks that, that you do so they're mainly in like universities mostly in universities or like in like community spaces or like i've spoken at like literature festivals i've spoken in a few other countries as well i talk about oh, that sick. Yeah. come on obviously obviously small 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 small, small. <laughs> i went to sick. south africa and i've spoken in the states as well and oh yeah, my god in germany before yeah i talk about decolonization in it <laughs> i didn't realize and um, how have you been received there? Like, I'm, I'm guessing. Received, like, well, well yeah. most, for the most part, like, obviously in South Africa, getting the elders to be like, yo, their pronouns are they, was a bit hit or miss, yeah. um, mostly miss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in general, like, the experience, like, was incredible. And just being able to, like, speak to and learn from, like, the students that I was with and, like, yeah, it was it was dope. That is sick. It was dope. I ran like a I was doing like a week's residency at like a university out there, just like holding like talks and like workshops. Mm. Do you feel like these kind of conversations should be happening at a younger age? No, I definitely think these conversations should be happening at every age, to be honest. Um <clears throat> the level of conversation that I feel like it's my place to have yeah. is the conversation that can be had 
like at a higher level. An adult, yeah. Yeah. And so I do also like volunteer and like go into schools and like through like Stonewall um, situation where mm -hmm. they take like different people into schools to, to speak to younger people about it. But that's just like a very baseline conversation. I feel like my role in contributing to the conversation is quite, because I'm, I'm an academic. academic yeah. And so it's about complicating it from that level yeah. and then allowing those complications to like kind of trickle down into like, um, easier understandings, you get me? Mm. So like with intersectionality, it's a concept that was um, like developed at like quite an academic level through like the Cohen B River Collective statement, who like collective of black women writing that and then obviously Kimberly Crenshaw doing like all her legal stuff around it. And now it's a, it's a concept that's in like general use, like people use it, people understand yeah. it to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if that higher level work hadn't happened, it wouldn't be where it is now. And so yeah. I feel like my role in that conversation is doing that higher level yeah, work. Yeah. And then That's sick. That's very, very sick. Um, we're like slowly running out of time. Um, I'm gonna talk about sex again, Nigel. <laughs> so, I'm, honestly, I was literally gonna be like, can we talk about sex? Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just close my laptop like, Absolutely. yes, I'm ready. So. <laughs> Um, can you explain your sex? What does that mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so, wait, wait. So, so like... How do I have sex? Yeah, how do you have sex? <laughs> do you know, yeah, I have sex in a way that I describe as queer, innit? Okay. Like, queer just means, like, complicating and just queering everything, innit? Yeah. And that's what my life is about, queering concepts of all types of things. So the sex that I have, like when it's good sex, like it just varies. It's, it's different. Like It can be anything, can it? Like yeah. I'm just a very open, but like there's there's no boundaries. Like there's obviously there's boundaries, but like yeah. <laughs> in terms of the things that like I'll try or that I'll do or that I enjoy, like it varies, but also it's it's com complex and complicated because I guess like when I have like one time encounters, it's like my pleasure is never really like centralized. Yeah, which is kind of like okay, cool, that's fine. But like if it's like with like more regular partners and that, <clears throat> um, and I think that's also because like the whole touch me not stud type shit, and it's like and also I don't really like allowing people access to my body if I don't know them too much or if I don't feel too comfortable, so I just don't even question it. And then. Um, but yeah, when it's with like a long-term partner, or if it's or if, in a, if it's in a different situation, or if it's in a uh, you know, just... don't, don't do that. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> so you know, if we at the club now. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do I want to know? What do I want to ask? Um... Like I get the strap, I take the strap. <laughs> okay, so. You use a strap during sex? Yeah, but I call it a prosthetic or I call it my ting. You get it? Your ting. My ting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, hmm. so I know from the conversations that I've had with gay men, mm -hmm. you can either be like a top, top or a bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. Or reverse. Reverse, yeah. yeah. So, is that the same? I'm reverse. Okay. I'm reverse. I'm averse because I mostly when I sleep with like women or a female assigned at birth people, I'm normally like the top. When I sleep with men, I'm bottom. 
You get me? Okay. I see with cis men at bottom or people assign male at birth. Okay. Okay. But on both sides, I will bottom with a woman or someone assigned female at birth, but only if she brings that energy. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> only if she can okay. really dip me down. You get yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> if she can dick me down, then maybe. Then I might just work. Uh, okay. I'm simply if I bring that energy to Viva and like, he's probably going to take it. You get me? <laughs> um, okay. When you meet a woman, so someone that is... Oh, fuck's sake. I sound female at birth. There we go. Yeah. Um, do you tell them? That I'm trans? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, it's never... So, like I, Because I always say I'm non-binary anyway, and like I don't know how people read me because like, I'm in the mid... Like, yeah. some people read me as a woman some people read me as a man and like to be honest one time <laughs> this girl was like moving to me and she was like are you a girl or a boy I was like I like that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and you're like yeah, yeah all of that all of that all of that <laughs> so yeah it's never so, like I'm very like I don't I'm not interested in straight women like at all mm-hmm. or straight men like as we know yeah and so I only want to like have sex with people who identify like as queer or as bi or as pan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, like my gender always comes up and like I introduce myself as like. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, what else do I want to know that's sex related? Because I feel like that's that's probably something that people want to ask but don't know how like how do you have sex or what what kind of sex mm. do you have it's probably um, way more similar to how they're having sex yeah, probably. Than, <laughs> yeah. than people realize but it was uh, just freaky isn't it yeah <laughs> um okay so you're a verse are you a verse No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> okay, so um, I I would say that I'm a bottom by default. Mm. And the, the reason that I, I say that is because nobody wants to let me peg them. I feel that. Yeah. Hard life, but you, you want to peg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell because, like, I'm, I'm very much like, 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 I want to at least explore it. Like, mm. I want to try. It. I'm, I'm up for exploring mm. a lot of stuff, and um, and I've thought about that more, and I've kind of like looked into it more, and I've had conversations about it. And um, shout out the girls from Broken Pussy Podcast. Um, when they came on the show like a little while ago, and I think two of the three have pegged. And I was like, oh my God, tell me everything, what's it like? Um, yeah, and, and so they've they've shared their um, experiences with me and I'm just like, yeah, look, I want to do that. Although I say that n- no one will let me. I've definitely had like burner Twitter. I've had some guys from there message me be like, I'd let you peg me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know who you are. Oof, oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? <laughs> My DMs, yeah, wow. have become a bit wild recently, and I'm just like, fucking hell, like. Damn. Um. But yeah, it's 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 definitely something that I'm I'm interested in. So I would like to try. So I I guess 
if I do, I will give an update. How are you about people touching like your body? The more you've become comfortable, mm. are you more like open or? So yeah, I feel like it's more who it is yeah. that's touching me. Um, Cause I guess I've had experiences where I've let like girls touch me and I'm like, actually I shouldn't have let you touch me. Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it just really depends more so on the person. I think in terms of letting my body feel, be seen, like before I had my top surgery date, I was like, don't look at me, mm. whatever. But then when I got my top surgery date, I was like, do you know what, fuck it. Like this is my body right this now. Is me, yeah. like, let me just enjoy this little bit of sensation that I yeah. get before <laughs> they yeah. chop that off. And yeah, like I know that they're going. And so it made me feel less dysphoric, like <clears throat> instantly when I knew that they yeah. were gonna go. And like since they've been gone, like it's only been like five weeks. I haven't had a massive amount of sex, yeah. but <laughs> this is how it's been. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, oh man. But it's celibacy winter anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. um, are you still in pain now? Am I still in pain? No. Not really. Only I'm if I stretch too much. Yeah. Am I in pain? But for the most wow. part, I'm good. Everything's healing well. Good. I'm really glad. You have an amazing energy, by the way. <laughs> like proper. Like it's interesting because when you are um, saying that you don't conform to either male or female and that you're more like a person, that's how I view you. Like that's I don't, good. like I wasn't sure if I would see you and think male or woman mm. and I don't really see either like I just see you it's lit it's fucking lit welcome <laughs> <laughs> thanks and like, I'm not even like like I'm like I don't want anyone to think that I'm gassing because obviously like I, I definitely don't do that on um on the podcast but like like I don't know I just don't see either that's lit and that's that's my life. That's yeah, how I want it to be, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That's fucking lit. Yeah. And um and I think you're as far as I know, you're I think you're the first trans masculine person that I've met. As far as I know. Um because it's a, it's a small community. That's yeah. mad. <laughs> but, but then like it it could have been a thing where somebody identified as it but, mm. but didn't say. Mm. Um or maybe somebody wasn't wasn't passing. Like, is that the... was passing? Someone was like stealth. Yeah, like sorry. It. Yeah, somebody was passing, mm. and passing means when like you, you pass as, as like the gender yeah. that mm -hmm. you're kind of um, not assigned at birth. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Maybe somebody was passing, um, and I just didn't register it. Yeah. This was a really good conversation. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I, I really me. did. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, A, I didn't have to be nervous because you're actually a great person. Um, <laughs> but B, I'm, I'm just, I'm really glad that I got to have this kind of conversation with you. And I really hope that people just kind of take something away from what's what's been said. Um, even if it just kind of makes you a bit more interested to to gain your own understanding, um, I think it's important. I feel like as as people, we should be trying to understand each other more 
regardless of how you identify anything just trying to understand people more as people and mm-hmm. kind of stop tearing each other down because it's really it's really damaging and I've seen a lot of it like recently especially on the timeline and sometimes I'm like why am I even on this app um I deactivated Twitter twice this week I need to do it again like <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's Slaps. such like a weird place mm. um and like I go th- Three times where I'm just like, I need a break from this because it's so just negative. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's such a negative space. And, it is. And I don't know if it's always been like that. Like in my mind, it hasn't. But I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I do feel that, that sometimes people kind of get a kick off of the fact that it's like online. So like, oh, I can say anything yeah. to anyone. You're not going to come and find me cool but I'm, I'm also like there's a human being on the other end of mm. the shit that you're tweeting or like you trying to drag someone for the likes and blah 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 mm. just like yeah literally literally and this week as well yeah because there's been so much transphobia on the tl yeah. it's like everyone's quote retweeting like transphobic stuff to like show that they're not transphobic or to like call them out but i'm just like you're just even retweeting that, yeah. so much triggering shit like i can't take this i yeah. can't too much I don't know. Not to end it on a on a negative. How can I br- bring it back up? Sex is Sex, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sex. Sex is amazing. Woo! Sex is great. <laughs> oh. Right, guys. We're gonna jump out of here. Um, where can people find you and follow all of the great stuff that you're doing? Um, at Mel's dot on all social media. So that's M E L Z D O T. Well, not Facebook. Don't find me on Facebook. Just <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Mel's dot and YouTube. If you just search Mel's, you should be able to find my stuff. Yes, and watch, watch the video. Have some tissues. <laughs> you'll cry. I cried. Um, before we go, can I ask where did Mel's come from? Mel's. Um, so when I was about 11 or 12, like in my first year of secondary school, you know how everyone used to do tags? Yeah. And then one of my friends was like, oh, you should tag Mel's. And I was like, ha, I like that. Yeah. And like, I didn't like my original name. And like later on, I realized that's dysphoria. But I just got every single person in the world to call me Mel's from that moment. And <laughs> like 10 years later, I was still yeah. here. <laughs> 15 that's years good. even. So yeah. That is good. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. As I said in the beginning, and as always, you can follow the podcast at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Just Underscore Georgette on Twitter and Instagram. You can hashtag JTT Pod. You can jump in the emails at AskTheTip at gmail.com. What else did I want you to do? Oh, and can you like revert? I can't even speak. You, you, You know what it is? You got this. It's late also. I never record in the evening. I record during the day on a Saturday because I'm like fresh and shit. I'm also tired. Um, can you please review my podcast as well? Because it's important to me because I'm trying to grow and I really want to grow um, in 2020, which is literally around the corner. So yes, rate and review the show. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what kind of conversations you want to have. If anybody is like, oh my God, I really want to come on the show, by all means, drop me an email and come on because literally it's open door. And yes, thank you all for listening and bye-bye. Bye-bye. I know you want to. I know you want to.